is Mark Weber? He's a self-made business executive here to help you find your success. From the New York City projects to the Avenue Montaigne in Paris, his global success story in the luxury world of fashion is inspirational. He's gone from clerk to CEO twice. Mark is classic proof that the American dream is alive and well. Here's your host of Always in Fashion, Mark Weber. This is Mark Weber. This is business, and this is always in fashion. That was Rita Ora. Now, she's a lady. What an energy associated with her. I know her. We worked together on a number of photo shoots. Got to know her a bit. What a lady. Powerful lady. But that's not why I'm talking about her tonight, because I do have something for you tonight. I have an interview with one of the most powerful ladies in broadcast television. I'm excited about it. I'm excited in general about successful people. I've always been fascinated with successful people. Who are they? How did they become who they are? How did they break through? How did they win in this tough world? How did they cover all these challenges? I'm always interested in meeting executives who've been through the wars and came out on top of their fields. I'm in awe of entrepreneurs. They have an idea, they invest their own money, and then they're successful and make something work. Yeah, I'm pretty much in awe of them. But on a personal note, when I was growing up, I wanted to be, of all things, at least I told myself, I wanted to be a newscaster. I thought I'd be on television, I thought I'd be on the radio. <laughs> Where did I get that from? Absolutely nowhere. Totally unprepared. Hey, being that I'm talking about people that I admire, I'm with one right now. Jesse Weber, my son and attorney, co-host of the show. Hi, Jesse. How are you? Good. That's a nice thing to, for you to say about me. Well, I mean it. Well, I like that. I like that. What do we have on the agenda for today? Well, we have an exciting interview tonight, but I'm not ready yet. People inspire you? Absolutely. I have role models everywhere I look. That's great. That's important. Not just not, not just you, which is you are a role model, but people that I constantly see in careers that I emulate, role models. Well, that's what's important. I just said that um, growing up in Brooklyn, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Absolutely zero. Zero. I had no training, nothing. No Fortune 500 companies hired me as interns. Just had no idea I was going to college. And just as I started to graduate for college, from college, I woke up one day and I said, you know what, I think I want to be a newscaster. I looked on TV, I saw those people, they would dress well, they spoke well. I said, that's for me. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about my first interview? I love this story. Because nobody <laughs> would do this today. I want you to know that. Nobody would do this. So here I am, your host, Mark Weber. No idea whatsoever of what it would take to be on the radio or, for that matter, on television. But I like the way I looked. Now, let me tell you something. I had hair. I had so much hair. I had the longest hair you ever saw. And it was styled well, but I look crazy. And I look back at the pictures now, you know, some of them. Maybe you should post them online and show what they look like. I look really crazy. I guess I look like Howard Stern, but with my face, okay? I had his hair, if you will. 
and I'm going to become a TV newscaster. So I went into New York. My idea of going into New York to, for an interview at that time was I had a girlfriend. I had a convertible sports car. It was the summer. I'll never forget. I drove into New York. I told my, uh, my girlfriend, tell you what, stay at the wheel. I'm going to park in front of Fox News. I'm going to go upstairs and we get an interview. Wait, what? what? <laughs> of course yeah, I'm sure that's the what, way it worked. Wait, what kind of car? I had a Jaguar XKE at that time. I think I've talked about that before. I couldn't afford it, but it was one of my life's lessons. My parents lent me the money to buy it, and I paid them back, and I learned what it was like to borrow money, which you don't like. But I also learned that it takes a tremendous responsibility to borrow money from someone and make sure you pay it back. And one of the great lessons in my life. But that's not the purpose of the story. So here I am, the girlfriend in the car, just watching. I'm going up to Fox News. I'm going to be on television. I want to have an interview. <laughs> so I get up, uh, I get in the building. In those days, you didn't need to go through security. It was a different time. It was a quieter time, maybe a simpler time. I get up to the floor. I don't remember. It was the fifth floor, 11th floor on Park Avenue. I go up there, and the reception's there. I said, hi, my name is Mark Weber. I'm here. I'd like to meet someone. I want to be on the news. I want to be a newscaster. I want to be on TV. She looked at me. She actually started to laugh. She says, you want to be on TV? Do you have an appointment with anyone? I said, no. She said, you know what? Um, I don't think I can get you in front of anyone. I said, why is that? She said, look at your hair. I said, do you like it? She said, yeah, I love it, but you're not going on TV with that hair. I said, come on, you got to do me a favor. You got to get me in front of someone. Maybe someone will appreciate that I'm different from everyone else. So lo and behold, I don't know who she called. It was the person from HR personnel, and they put me in front of her, and she came out to see me. She took one look at me. She said, you're kidding, right? (laughs) I said, about what? She said, I want to be on television. I think I have a decent look. I can dress well. You see, I'm dressed well. She says, you're not for television. I said, why is that? She says, you have no experience. I said, what experience does it need to talk? She looked at me and said, come on, is this a joke? I said, no, I'm really serious. I just graduated from Brooklyn College. I said, that's another thing. I said, are you aware you have a very pronounced Brooklyn accent? I said, you're kidding. (laughs) She said, no. What do you mean? (laughs) Yo, what do you mean? (laughs) I can do the news. I can do the news. What are you talking about? So the next thing that happens, she's the, the two of them now are laughing. I'm still in the hallway, by the way. I'm still in reception. No one's letting me in. I said, come on. I, I really want to be on television. She said, listen to me. I'm going to be your friend here. You don't have the right look. You can go and cut your hair and come back. You don't sound the right way. You've never been a broadcaster. You know anything about it. You can't do it. It's not the way it works. I said, come on. She said, I'll tell you one other thing. You might have a chance in Columbus, Ohio, somewhere out in the boondocks. This is New York City. You're not getting on live national TV in New York the way you look, the way you speak, and with no training. So if you want to be on news, my best advice to you is to go to broadcasting school. I said, what, are you crazy? I just finished college. That was enough for me. (laughs) She said, no, you need to learn how to be a broadcaster. But if you don't want to do that, I think in the Midwest somewhere, the smallest station, you might have a better chance than here. So... (laughs) I think now you know why I'm not on national news, Jesse. My idea of that interview, I went down and talked to my girlfriend. I told her, move over. I'll drive the car. She said, what happened? I said, they didn't appreciate me. No, you should have been like, eh, I didn't like their contract they were offering me. <laughs> so the bottom line was what happened, I didn't have what it takes to be successful in those days. I had no mentors. I had no counselors. I gave up right then and there. But what I never forgot was how inspiring I found broadcast people, national news, cable news on television. 
I looked so closely at the men, the way they were dressed, the way they were groomed, the way they spoke. I was so impressed. I looked at the ladies, the females, the women on television, and they too, all of them had a look. Now let's face it, the men and the women had faces that camera likes. Jesse, you got a face the TV camera likes, loves. You well, look great on TV. Thank you. I'd rather have that than having a face for radio. Well, that's where I think I am at this point. That I is had not my true. chance when true. I was that's young. But anyway, I looked at them, the way they spoke, the way they looked, I was so impressed. And the women, the way they dressed, just seemed to be right for television. What does that mean? It just means that it, they looked the part. They were believable. I believed them when they were presenting the news. Boy, could they speak well. Boy, were they topical. All of them were so intelligent. So for me, people on television, particularly in the news, were important role models. And yes, I gave up on my dream too quickly. And those of you out there who know that packaging yourself now is as important as the products you package, a theme of this show... Those of you who know, in order to be successful, it's not easy. You have to stick with it. I didn't know it in those days. Forty years later, two books, two major CEO jobs, and now on the radio I learned, and I'm sharing with you what it takes to be successful. Now, why of all these subjects am I talking about it tonight? Because tonight I have one of the most exciting interviews for you that we've done so far in the radio. And it's with one of the most impressive women I've ever met in my life or that I've seen on television. Tonight, our guest, co-authors, Fox Report, she's a journalist, she's a commentator, and now she's a TV broadcast host of Outnumbered and Outnumbered Overtime. In 2005, she won the Emmy Award for Best Newscaster on TV. She's one of those women who figured out how to do it all. She's a wife, mother of two, an impressive lady. Previously, on Always in Fashion, we interviewed Harris Faulkner, Fox News commentator, host, brilliant, brilliant TV personality. Well, tonight, we're going to continue that interview. It was so strong, we couldn't do it in one hour. Stay tuned for part two of Always in Fashion's interview with the famous, wonderful Harris Faulkner. This is Mark Weber. This is business. This is Always in Fashion. And I am here with the fashionable, beautiful. She never hears that, I'm sure, because she's a genius. She's a commentator, (laughs) a host of Fox News, Harris Faulkner. How are you? you. I'm well. I like your tie. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. Did I do better that time? Thank you. There you go. No, I was telling you you were beautiful, and you're telling me you like my tie. I would have liked to hear, you know, you're a very handsome guy. You know? uh, That's what I was fishing for, but I'll, I'll accept the tie. I am. Um, um, let me ask you a different question. Do they dress you at Fox or you dress yourself? So I have a wardrobe allowance in my, uh, in my deal, and I think many of the talent do as well. It is a corroborative effort. I work with our, uh, our designer wardrobe consultant in the building who's wonderful, a lady she, by the name of Gwen Martyr. She's, she's a guru, responsible for all of you? She's responsible for most of us. I mean, not everybody utilizes that department, but I do and have for a decade. I utilize it in a different way than I did 10 years ago, though. She used to pretty much pick out everything, and now that I'm on the show times two, five days a week, 
Um, I, I also augment with a lot of things that I like, colors that I like. I'll shop on my own. Um, I'll spend outside that allowance. Um, I am delicately over 35 plus 10 plus 10 plus 10 plus 10. That just is good to Did you just give me your age 85. I'm 85, Mark. No. But when I, when I hit my 40s, and I didn't start having children until I was 40, when I became a mom and had a multifaceted existence and, and identity outside of work, I decided that I was going to wear those colors and those things that, that made me happy. Yes, and I, I see love, you wearing a lot of bold colors. Yeah, and I love... That's your call. I love bright colors. I love things with texture. This is a crushed velvet that seems like, you know, like my kids would want to touch me, you know? <laughs> and so that's why I dress like that, right? But um, my power color now, it's interesting. Black and white. I love a contrast. When I did my first primetime special last year, I wore black and white. It's Black and white, striking. Right? And striking. It's, a, it's politically non-committal. I'm not picking an NFL team in it. Like, you know? <laughs> I mean, I guess technically the Raiders, although they have a lot of gray. Yesterday you were wearing neutral gray. I happened to tune in. It was cement, actually. Cement. And that's, it was textured. That's a neutral tan, you mean, versus gray? What color is cement? Uh, cement is more like a whitish gray. Okay, so that's yeah. what I saw. Very neutral. Yeah. I was taken aback. I was going to talk to you about bold colors, and there you were wearing cement. And I like to, to do it differently every now and then. You know, today I had on uh, a Versace that was mango and a hot pink, and it was color blocked a little bit. And I love that dress. I, I bought it the summer when we were in Europe. And I'm always buying things in places where I travel because they have a meaning. I had not worn that dress. We saw it. It was long-sleeved. It's a longer line at the knee, which I love. I love that saturation of color. It's got a whittled, like a, a real V waist on it without cinching in any way. So it looks naturally form-fitting when you sit and it doesn't ride and it's a great TV dress. And I waited since August to wear TV that dress. TV dress, that's where I was gonna go with that. Yeah. You want things that stay put. Is there a dress coded fox? A dress coded fox. I'll tell you what part I play in any sort of a dress coded box. I work on a show with four women. And I think left to our own devices, we would be four bridesmaids on that set. Which so means? We'd all be in basically some derivative of the same color. Okay. Um, or shape or, or cut, I should say, not shape. So the first week of the show, three and a half years ago plus now, I went to our executive producer, Jay Sirocco, and I said, look, we want a look about the show that is not gonna have people talking about us for the mistakes we made on the air visually. And he said, yeah, I want the drama on the screen to be content. Nothing behind the scenes with you know, people trying to figure out what they're gonna wear. I said, I think I'm gonna do a color wheel. And he's like, I don't know what that is, but if you think it helps, go right ahead. So that Sunday night before we premiered on April 28th for the very first time, it'll be four years ago in April, I put together a grid for the entire week with all of the different hosts. I don't do the men, just They're the, the ones women. That need the help. Just the women. Although I do have, there are some on our staff who are in the building who worked on those very first shows who said they took a look at that and were informed for their time. And every now and then, one of our gentlemen in the middle who's outnumbered will say, you know what, I, I wore fuchsia because I knew you were wearing, because everybody gets it. Yeah, everybody gets it. So it goes out to like 50 people. All the assistants, everybody. Um, but I just tweaked it. 
There will always be some form of red, white, and blue on the couch. Did you know that when you watched? No, but I will look now. Yeah. Because so of the politics. Within the hue, well, I'm a patriot. I was born on a military base, and I love red, white, and blue. That's the secret. Look, now everybody knows, and they found it out on the Mark Weber show. There you go. So if you look at a hue chart, you look at all the derivations of the color blue, somewhere in there, that will be on the wheel. So it might be more of this color. It might be. But then instead of a cherry red on the couch with this, which would look odd, I would do maybe a Merlot or I would pop it closer to This pink. wheel tells the folks what they should be looking to wear for yeah. that particular show? Your name has your color. And if you find out that you don't have that color in your wardrobe, our wardrobe department can help them out. Or you can just email me back and we'll come up with some different mash of colors. I've, I've done it forever. I, I did it when I was in Barbados last week from the beach. I sent out the color <laughs> wheel. Emma? Right? That's you, huh? like. I thought from time to time the women look like they're dressed too springy. Do so you talk about that at all? I only dictate color. Okay. Yeah. I, I only like dictate that. color. And, you know, for me personally, I wear a lot of sleeves in winter. Because I, I don't want the country to look at me and think that I'm confused when they know it's two degrees outside because they can see. But everybody has a different take on that. And it is their, it's in their wheelhouse, if you will, their fashion wheelhouse, their comfort zone. I am more comfortable in sleeves if I think I would need sleeves outside. The answer to the question is no dress code per se. You do your best but to coordinate colors. But on our show, colors. definitely. Yeah. The, the code colors. is we don't, twinning is not winning, Mark. <laughs> so our code is we have to present such that, because when you go out to lunch with your girlfriends, you don't show up in the same dress. Girl, what are you wearing? I don't know. I was thinking I was going to wear yellow. Really? Okay, well, then I'll pop a black. You don't show up in your girl's dress. So when people who are working together do that, it's like, I'll give you an example, and it's a political one. Everybody talked about the day when Hillary Clinton invited Elizabeth Warren out on the junket, and they both had on blue pantsuits. And our entire couch said, <laughs> Mrs. Clinton needs to call Harris Faulkner and get a color wheel. <laughs> that's funny. And it was all over social media. It was very funny. But that's how we, you know, that's how we kind of roll together as women. We want to do that. And the guys get in on it, too. And it's, and when you watch our show, you know there's a little tweak to it. It's like, huh, they always look pulled together. There's effort in that. It's not an accident. Okay. I, you said something before about uh, women are trying to be taken seriously and they want to be dressed properly. Yeah. It's the same for men. If men are is poorly really, dressed, is you it really? Look, you, you know, because let me tell you, you guys still run the boardroom meetings coming in and your tacky Friday. I don't do casual Friday, first of all. Khakis belong at the beach and on the farm. I don't do them at work. I don't. My, my first book was called Dress Casually for Success for Men, uh, published by McGraw-Hill. Right. You guys can get Look, away with that, but I, if I, I walk tell into you, that same meeting in, in cords or whatever, no. and I'm not taken as seriously, and even I would today. Tell you, no, I would tell you that competition in the workplace does not disappear with the removal of jacket and tie. You're still competing, so you still have to look right. Now, who sets the theme for any company? It's usually the CEO or president. If he's mm -hmm. coming in with a polo shirt and khaki pants, it's acceptable. But he's, he's pressed, and he should be done a different way. The point I wanted to make to you is... Oh, that's interesting. I he's think, pressed. Yes. He's not wrinkled. He's not wrinkled. And no, that's what I maybe think of when I think Silicon of those khakis. Silicon Valley, you can come in sloppy if you want. Because I love khakis, but mine are always wrinkled. Well, you're entitled for wherever you're going. But the point I wanted to make to you is, is it's, men look at each other as well. You know, when I used to grow up in the business, I told you I wore an orange shirt. I started to look around me, and I realized that if I'm going to compete 
and be taken seriously, I have to look a certain way. I wasn't going to cut my hair and look like everyone else, but I needed to dress. That's why I wear a uniform every day. And it worked for me because I, I, I didn't want to talk about uh, yeah. my clothes. I wanted to talk about... Actually, I wore the same thing every day for 15 years. When I used to meet people, I wore the same navy suit, white shirt. Tie. It wasn't the same. They were all numbered. Okay, that's and good. We were going to have like a whole tie no, conversation no, no. there. And, and I used to tell people that I met for the first time, listen, you're going to see me every day. I'm going to be wearing the same thing. Why I just did want you, you to know. Because it was my uniform. And people laughed at me. But I told them everything was numbered. And um, I changed off. I did find out later in life that Albert Einstein did the same thing. So I felt better and better comfort. Well, change it up on you. Do you go to work wearing sneakers and then change into your heels? Yes. Generally speaking, I do. Because I wear a lot of five and six inch heels. And uh, yeah, I I need to do that. I have a sponsor called Aquatalia. A-Q-U-A. T-A-L-I-A. I'm only uh-huh. telling you this, not because I, I don't do good, good commercials. You don't today. like my cowboy boots? No, no, I'm just wanting you to know. The reason you're wearing sneakers is you need to be comfortable. These shoes, mm-hmm. aqua, they're water resistant. And Talia, they're all Italian style, and they're I think I've comfortable. Seen these. Comfortable. Really? You really? can wear high okay. heels with these. But here's not the reason, even that, I'm telling you. Want to hear the greatest line I ever heard about shoes? What's that? I had the design director from the Aquatalia on the air, and he said this. He said, shoes are the most intimate form of transportation. Oh, it's so true. Is that a great line? Yeah. So you guys, on your shows, you're wearing shoes. You guys are thinking about your shoes. Now, I'm just showing you. Yesterday, you wore black strap wedges. And there's a young lady all the way to the right. six-inch wedges. You could barely stand in them. Yeah, I I couldn't believe those shoes. It's not about standing. I'm sitting. And the one on the right, I don't know her name. She's probably the youngest of your group. Um, Who was on with us yesterday? Lisa uh, Booth, uh, Katie Pavlich. I don't know the names. She was wearing uh, leopard shoes, high heels, leopard skin. Okay. No, you don't remember? Whatever. The point is, you guys are thinking about your shoes, are you not? Oh, we are. We are. All the time. Do you discuss that as well? Well, I know Kennedy was on yesterday, and she had on like a floral jobber. No. Um, You had Kennedy to the right of Kennedy. She's a contributor. She's on. I think it was Katie Pavlich. I yeah. don't know. I'd have to ask I, I think my it was wife. Katie Pavlich. She was wearing leopard. That was very cool. Really? You like that, right? Did, Prince? They catch her attention. It's, it depends. You know, I, Animalia I, has been a big look in women's for a very long time. That's what they call it. Animalia. Animalia. Okay. And I for those who are just animals. like live in Jersey, that's animals. <laughs> um, I do think a lot about my shoes. I think that when you sit around a... And our, in fact, this couch is much like ours. Ours is maybe just one section bigger, and ours is white leather. I wouldn't leather. know. I never sat in it. <laughs> well, we've got to have you over. And, um, and when you sit on that and you've got on a bright color, I think a print is always interesting. And I always wear really tall heels because it makes you sit differently. And I sit in that seat where I'm right next to our outnumbered guest, so I'm in the center with this person. There's a lot of breaking news, and I tend to sit up. I also do that because my co-host to the right, I want to be able to see kind of around me. So I sit straight up. I don't lean forward. I don't lean back. Um, it's, there's a reason for that. Heels help you sit. They That's balance you. That's a new you. one. <laughs> no, they do. And so I kind of perch there. And I find that five, six inch, I can't walk in it, but I can sit in it. I can <laughs> perch. Wherever I go with my wife with those heels. She's complaining. It's the funniest thing in the world how you well, guys are willing to put up I'm with it. I'm not doing like... I sold a lot of women's shoes in my day. 
Really? It's part of my companies, yeah. A lot of oh, shoes. Okay. Look, high heels What's bring your you favorite closer brand to heaven. Of, of, that's true. And I always tell people that I want to be a stiletto in a room full of flats. So <laughs> what, is your, what is your favorite brand? Now, it's a little tricky. For women, heels for women. Well, not, not I have women sponsors, which is I'm going to answer you in a different way in a second. Oh, okay. I'm answer you in a different way. Um, if I said to you, my largest sponsor for women, they do Calvin Klein, mm-hmm. Tommy Hilfiger, Donna Karen DKNY, mm-hmm. and Carl Lagerfeld. They own those brands for their channel for women's. Mm-hmm. If we wanted to dress you, would you be able to do that? No. Only if I purchased it all. No, I want to supply it for Yeah, you. no, we can't do that. Because? Well, you know, it has to do with independence for journalists. And so that isn't to say that we can't go out and buy. I mean, obviously, I, I drive a car. I, there are a lot of things. But when people give us things and sponsor us for the purpose of having a marketing connection with that journalist, it's a conflict of interest. That isn't to say that certain programming that we put together may be sponsored, like if we do a special or an election night or something like that, those clothes generally are not kept. So as journalists, you so have we to would be give free them and independent. Yeah, free and independent. Now, um, at the same time... I see a lot of men on the news, on Fox, and at the end of the... It says, clothes... And so let me finish. So if if during our, or rather via our wardrobe department, if they have designers come in and do trunk shows and we want to wear those things, they can put a disclaimer at the bottom. But you give the clothes back. You don't keep them. So that would be the difference. So for me personally, I only wear them for like special events and, you know, special nights and stuff like that. Red carpet events are a little bit different because you're not probably going to keep all of those dresses. I tend to like to... Um, do some sort of a, a service where there's a pass-through donation from that designer to benefit a military families organization or another type of charitable event for breast cancer or other things that I'm into, lung cancer, whatever. Um, but I buy a lot of my own things because I love clothes. And so if I retire something from my TV wardrobe, I may bring it home. I might bling it out a little bit. My girls and I will bling it with some whatever. I might cut into it and wear that dress cut as a shirt with some raz on the bottom with my jeans. <laughs> like, I love to do stuff like that. This is Mark Weber. We're talking fashion now with Harris Faulkner. Well-known, famous, <laughs> famous newscaster talking fashion. We're getting... Harris Faulkner Light, this is the fun side of you. I don't think I've ever seen you laugh on TV like this. Back to you. So, do you have a favorite designer that you like? Mm. Uh, hmm. That's a good question. I love Dolce Gabbana. I have a couple of, uh, for the White House holiday reception four years ago, the first time I ever went to a holiday dinner, I wore a Dolce gown that I, to this day, it's a crushed velvet. It's plum. It makes me look like Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> I mean, it just cuts a waist. And That's a funny one. Oh, I just, I love that dress. Did you get people commenting on it oh in the press? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Did you win the best dress that night, or if she no, did it well? But, but the former First Lady, Michelle Obama, recognized it. She said that was on, that was on the runway. And I said, well, I didn't buy it from the runway because I don't roll like you, Miss First Lady. Um, but there's a, when you go to the holiday reception, there's a, a picture at the end of the night where you stand with the First Lady and the President and you and your guest or whomever you have, your, your mom, your daughter, whoever you took with you. I took my husband. 
And so there is a moment there to be able to talk. And she commented on my dress, and I thought, wow, the first lady recognizes this. If um, you are successful with a brand like that, Dolce Gabbana, do you go out again and look for them whenever you can? Oh, yeah, definitely. If I have another, you know, whatever I have coming up. Um, I like to discover new designers, too. I love to go to, I was at Harrods this summer when we were visiting in England, and I love Greatest to Greatest store to, in the world. Right? Isn't it fun? So they have a lot of designers I've never heard of. And I like to try on their stuff and, uh, and then bring it back and wear it. And I buy a lot of solid colors that I can wear on the air. But again, it's, it's a touch point because it means something to me. Sometimes Aruna Seth, who makes shoes, uh, her place is in, I met her here in New York and bought a couple pairs of her shoes, but she has uh, a boutique in Harrods and I got to see her there in her like area because she's British. And it was so much fun. Her shoes have little crystal butterflies on them. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, oh my gosh, let's take another selfie like we did in New York. And whenever I wear those shoes, I think of her. And I think of her telling me the story of how she came up with the idea. And I love that. I just, I like that connection with the designer. I love the creative process. That's one of the reasons. If anything, I've been successful in my career is I'm a very creative guy, first and foremost. I started in design, but I realized that I wasn't as creative as I needed to be. So I used my creativity other ways. Hopefully these questions are taking you there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love talking about this. I know I scared you a little bit when I told you that I like to bedazzle my clothes with my children, but it can when, look very when, stylish. When you go shopping in New York, do people bother you? Hey, look who's it's there. It's not a bother. It's fun. When I leave my house, I have to tell myself and my children, look, I, I'm blessed to work in a field that I love with millions of people watching the product. People are going to come up. If I want privacy, I typically stay home. Could we agree on this? that maybe that you're fabulous thank you okay now, you're getting it now you're getting yeah, it yeah there we go <laughs> and it was completely sincere see it's better when you wait thank you thank you thank <laughs> you could we agree i don't want to have a battle of the sexes could we agree that the way you look is important whether you're a male or female and that you're being see, judged you have educated me on the point that that men struggle with that being taken seriously too because i i don't i didn't inherently believe that right off and especially somebody at your success level to have ever encountered that is surprising to me. So I think what we agree upon is the fact that we are our first brand. Yes. When we walk out of the house, it's the first brand that counts that we touch. So be responsible with it. Be bold with it. I'm tempted to end this segment right there, but I have to ask you, can your husband dress well? No. So do you help him? Absolutely, and I love a good science project. But you know what? <laughs> he has an appreciation for me at my best like no one else. And I'm not going to go on because it will make me cry. But when I walk out, we're getting ready to go to a red carpet event or whatever, the way he looks at me means everything about how I've dressed. And I know that I have hit it right on because he'll just give me that look and he'll be like, let's go. And with that, I'll take a break. This is Mark Weber, Harris Faulkner, Talking Fashion. We'll be back with life always in fashion this is mark weber this is always in fashion we have a new sponsor wilson's house of leather i pick all my own sponsors what i look for is authenticity someone i believe in companies that i really think you'd be great visiting with wilson's leather was established in 1899 when the pelts and hides were first developed like the movie the revenant History was made with this company, and they've been around for quite some time making quality, great 
authentic products, rugged, durable. Wilson's Leather is the kind of company that I want you to visit. Over the course of time, they acquired other companies, became a powerhouse. At the moment, Wilson's Leather is the place that you should be shopping. Great place to find value. It's almost amazing when you think about it. You could find accessories starting at $19.99 with handbags made in pure leather. Veracuro, I love that. And puffy jackets starting at $39.99. So this is a time you can get into those stores and do something special. They're also in the outlet store business. Go online, go to the outlets. This is a quality product. When you are around and you survive 120 years in business, you're doing something right. Visit Wilson's. You'll find great designer brands, outstanding national brands, and always value. Wilson's Leather. Love that company. This is Mark Weber on Always in Fashion. I have to admit, I shouldn't do this, but I will. I have a favorite shoe brand. It's called Aquatalia, and I'm going to tell you why. More than anything else, more than any other apparel item, I like suede shoes. And Aquatalia is one of the best, if not the best, purveyor of suede shoes for men and for women. I really like what they've done with suede shoes in their high booties. For ladies, the short booties, it's so trend right, and all their shoes. Aquatalia women's shoes have the right heel lengths. They offer a number of them, from the highest heel down to moderate versions that you'll like and feel comfortable in. But the key for Aquatalia is hidden in their name. These shoes are water-resistant. That's where the aqua comes from. And the Talia from Italian. These are Italian-looking shoes that will go with you wherever you go. They are extraordinarily comfortable. Ladies, for those of you who are wearing sneakers on the way to work, gosh, I hate looking at that. And I'm not sure you like it either. But you're doing it because your shoes are just not comfortable. Aquatalia women's shoes are comfortable. And on top of that, you can wear them in inclement weather. You're not going to ruin your suede or your leathers if it rains or even if it snows as we approach the season. Aquatalia has trend right, exceptional looking, Italian influence women's shoes that'll make you and your outfits look even better than you already do. Aquatalia shoes for ladies. Welcome back to Always in Fashion. Here's your host, Mark Weber. This is business. This is always in fashion. And tonight, we're having fun we're with Harris Faulkner, famous Fox News commentator, host, role model. Ooh. Boy, oh boy, you're a role model for women. So successful. Huh. Oh, my goodness. I want to talk to you about that in a minute. But I am impressed. And we are having a great time here tonight. I hope you're learning. We covered business, a little politics, fashion. Now I want to talk life. How's life? Life is good. I'm very blessed. You are so kind. Thank you. You know, I, I like to take breaks with you just so you reintroduce me. <laughs> it makes me feel so good about you myself. You like hearing it, right? <laughs> um, you know, gosh, life spends on a time, a dime. I lost my mom within the last year, and I didn't realize how much of my life mattered because of her. That she really, my dad's always been my hero. He was the fighter pilot. My mom did things that were great quietly. 
she was always helping a neighbor, always trying to find out how she could make broken people feel better about themselves. She was a therapist for many years, a social worker. We, for a short period of time in my grade school, uh, years when we were stationed at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, we were a foster home. And my mom would tell me the importance of loving. She said, you know, it's easy to be loved if you remain simple. Somebody will always love you because you'll be made simply happy. But loving difficult people and loving people in difficult situations, loving people who can offer you nothing more than their company, that is walking out the grace of God. And I feel like I've had the kind of upbringing in my parents that will forever bless me. And I try to pass it on to my own kids, although Lord knows, Mark, they don't listen to me. <laughs> but I'm trying. And I'm trying to emulate my mom in ways that I never thought that I would. Because you know when we grow up, we're like, I don't want to sound like my parents. I actually do want to sound like my parents. That's so nice. I'm going to have to add to your introduction. Nice lady. Beautiful Aww. lady. Beautiful heart. That's so, so nice. Sweet. Thank Do you, you want your uh, children to follow in your footsteps? Uh, only in the part where I absolutely wake up every morning trying to figure out how to do my dream. Their dreams can be whatever they were, but I will, and I tell them this all the time, I won't settle for you being less than all you can, can be, and you shouldn't settle for that either. You should wake up every morning trying to figure out how I can go do what it is that is my purpose. I have another line from my show. I told you I like quotes that I've, I've done. Um, you're responsible for your own career. I don't care who you're working for. I don't care if your boss is a good guy or bad guy. I don't care if your company's good or bad or smart or not. You're responsible. You have to make all your own decisions. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the way life works. You have to be on top of your own game. You have to realize when you're, you're doing well or not doing well how to improve yourself. So your answer is in keeping with that. We all need to do what we need to do to be as good as we can. But I like that. I have two sons, by the way. One I've is, met you one met of Jesse. them. He's, uh, he's on your network all the time. He was a on brilliant attorney. There you go. Yeah, I know. Brilliant I insisted boy. both my sons be attorneys because I wanted them to learn the language. Because you're in trouble all the time and you no, need them to bail you out? No. no. <laughs> that's, that's another thing. Another Weber's quote being that we're shooting the breeze back and forth. There are only, other than love, there are only two things that matter in life. Your health and your honesty. You can oh, never do wow, anything so that true. would be considered illegal. Otherwise, you can't sleep another day in your life. It's so true. Right? That's so true. Back to you. Life is good. Let me ask you a question. Um, if you're not eating in Ralph Lauren in the city, where are you eating? Oh, my gosh. I'd never eaten at Ralph Lauren. Really? You should. No. I don't it's... get out much. Come on. I have grade schoolers. I eat a lot of mac and cheese and chicken nuggets. Well, I was going to go there, too, but listen, <laughs> I, I was going to say, I would think... And I love you know, them, by the way. They're great. <laughs> I try and get the Ralph Lauren. I wait two weeks, although that's not necessarily true because my son's sister-in-law is the maitre d' at Ralph, so we can pretty oh, much go. Oh, that's nice. But you're that's a celebrity. Great. You would love it there. The food is, is not fancy. I places that I go. Okay. You want to tell may, us or that no? That may not be one. Uh, I love ABC Kitchen. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that's wonderful. Del Frisco's, which is right across from Fox News. I eat do you there. guys all eat there? We all do. And I tell you, it, it is so much fun to run into each other, even when we're not there for, like, book signing events or whatever it is. The food is fabulous. Uh, yeah, so I have some, some I favorites around. I like the Knickerbocker Hotel, but mainly just for, like, 
uh, meets and treats because we go there. My husband and I will kind of pregame there on a date night. We'll go there for like mm -hmm. hors d'oeuvres and drinks and things. Del Frisco's, I, I, you don't know this about me. I made up my mind 288 days ago to go on a diet and lose weight. So I'm. Um, How's 289 going? So far, I'm, I'm maintaining. <laughs> you I look lost, great. I lost 51 pounds. You did. I did. Wow! In All, the last year, that's yeah, amazing. 287 days. Last two months, I've been monitoring it. Just staying. It's hard over the holidays. But the point is, is I'm, I'm very, very stringent, very, very careful what I eat. So I go to Del Frisco's and I order salmon dry, and. Um, Broccoli, okay? Nothing on it. I'm disciplined. The waiters there know me now. Have you eaten there with me? Emma, I don't That's know if you have. That's the greatest food in the you world know, to Jessica eat that. Jessica ate with me there. I ordered salmon dry. This, the piece of salmon, the point I was going to make to right, you is like the size of a thimble. And broccoli. Well, we should eat together. There you go. That is bizarre. I, I am like uh, a Navy SEAL You handle vitamin A like a boss. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, so right. now, our family, if you ask where we eat when we're casual, Jesse's in the audience. Where do we eat? Cheesecake Factory. All right, we love that. Do you have a favorite, you know, hangout place that isn't fancy? Um, I like the counter, the counter burgers in Times Square. That place is fabulous. I'm a girl who can eat a plate of french fries and keep going. Not me, not me. They don't have a lot I of don't, They don't exist anymore. I don't have food guilt. I did when I was younger. Now I'm so active that I kind of eat what I want. Active doesn't keep you thin. I don't care what you say. Discipline okay, keeps you thin. What's doing it then? Hmm? That's the only change for me. My kids are just killing me. They're like my workout every day. I do a lot of yoga. And that's about it. It's what you eat. You can but tell I drink me all day a ton of water. Yeah, I do yeah, drink a yeah. lot of water. You run four miles, you lose 400 calories. That's one piece I of chocolate run. cake at Del Frisco's. Although so you, if you're you buying at Del Frisco's, I will run there with you. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to eat there with you and watch me. So, I dry salmon. Okay, you've traveled a lot in your life. you have a I favorite have. place? Wow. Uh, Germany as a kid, I still have memories of Stuttgart and being on that army base. So yeah. Um, the summer we took our girls to Europe for the first time. We did Amsterdam. My husband is Jewish by faith. So we were for the 70th anniversary of the finding of the diary of Anne Frank. We went to her house, the Anne Frank house. And uh, it was so moving, Mark. It was just an amazing. And my two girls wrote in their diaries back at the little inn where we were staying all about their experiences and how that young girl must have had big dreams and how she wrote in the, And that was such a special moment. I loved Amsterdam. Those canals, everything. Um, Hawaii is special too. The big island. Yeah. It's, an, it's still growing. Like when you're there, it's like the, the volcano is still active. And I mean, not to a deadly count, but. I have sulfur allergies, so I couldn't go near it because, mm. I mean, it was spewing. But I love the fact that it's something that's still being born, that island. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I, honestly, I like Jersey. <laughs> I think you're going to laugh. Oh, gosh. I like my little Jersey town on the uh, Hudson River. Is that I'm not okay? saying a word. I have listeners in New Jersey. What? All right, let me, let me ask you a different... Edgewater, come and check it out. All right, all right. Let me, <laughs> let me ask you the question a little differently. If you were to disappear, where would we find oh, you? Oh, no, that's different. But if I tell you when I go there, then you'll know where I'm you'll, going. You'll pick a different place. Um, the Seychelles, probably. Never been. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe there. Um, it's a little far, but you said disappear. So you yeah, literally disappear. Where would you uh, go? Off the continent of Africa. Now, you could can. you live there? That's a different question. I'll do that. We're talking life. Where could you live if you weren't living in the United States? Oh, there Not are a lot of places. I mean, I was, I was, no, I would never do that. But I would become dual, maybe, you know. Mm. Um, I've been all over the world. That's so why I'm I could live anywhere. I literally, as long as I have the people that I love and my favorite Teddy from back in the day, <laughs> stuffed in my suitcase, yeah, I could live anywhere. Um, Copenhagen? Really? Yeah. Ever been to Asia? No, I huh? haven't, and I really want to. My dad was stationed in Hong Kong, but he didn't take us when I was little. You should go. Yeah, I, I spent want a lot to go of there. My formative years um, in Asia. So he loved it there. Singapore, he loves. Mm, London seems so like easy. Yeah, that's that's not really a stretch, but I could. Belgravia, London is an area that we stayed in this summer. You ever see Thomas Pink it. shirts? You ever notice Thomas yeah, Pink? Yeah. The CEO of, used to, of Thomas Pink used to work for me when I was at LVMH, so I was back and forth to London all the time. It's wonderful, right? It's, yeah, it's great. But I mean, yeah, just on an island someplace. Other where... than Hawaii, how about here in the States? Where, do you, where would you oh, go? Oh, you said where I could hide. Well, I'm asking the different questions. I could hide in Montana, I suppose. There's a lot of open space there. Have you been? Oh, yeah, I've been almost, let me see, I've been to 46 of the states. Which didn't you go to? Um, I have not been to South Dakota. Me neither. I've been to North because I lived in Minnesota and we crossed the border. I went to Fargo. Um, I have not been to, got to think of it. I haven't been to New Mexico. Nor I. You like Arizona? I love Arizona. We have a home there. My husband was born and raised. Oh, so we have a home by the border, not too far, in a little town called Tubac, just south of Tucson. Um, I couldn't believe the natural resources in Arizona. It's amazing, right? Yeah, it was amazing just to be there. The air, the way the light looks when the sun comes up. I have not been to Alabama. You have not been to Alabama? Yeah, now I'm going to think of the fourth really? one now. Because we did this the other night with our kids because we were playing the game of all the places you've been in the United States. I um, used to have a factory in my early days. The Van Usen Company was in Fort Payne, Alabama. Oh, wow. And this is before GPS in your car. And I'll never forget that I'm driving looking for the factory my first trip. And I pull into a gas station. And I said to the fellow, can you tell me where the Van Usen factory is in Fort Payne, Alabama? And he went, <laughs> he talked in some kind of accent. Oh, no. I have no idea what he said. I left the Gas station found the next one. Isn't it amazing they have a that very we, pronounced accent? When we go to different parts of this country, we, it's almost like visiting different lands. I mean, it. Yeah. And Americans, though, to our core, we have something the in common. And I love in running Fort into Payne, other Americans. People in Alabama were some of the nicest people I right? ever met in my life. In the South, when I when I was traveling around some of these places where the factories were, you know, we worked for one company. We all had the same desire to do well. In those days, they were fighting imports so the factory people were trying so hard to yeah. to keep these factories open so that everybody got along really well well so. in the news business i have been all around i was kind of ticking off the things that the different stories the oklahoma city bombing um <laughs> that have taken me you know i may not have lived in a place but i've been to so many of the states how do you not get the press listening to this stuff and that. reporting on it i pray a lot you know, the, the hardest day in my career, and there have been some hard days, the very first day of, of Outnumbered Overtime, October 2nd, was a few hours after the Las, Las Vegas massacre. Jeez. That was our first show. Um, Sandy Hook was particularly difficult. And 
we broke in with me in the middle of the newsroom because I had just gotten off the phone with authorities and they came up with that 26 dead number. <laughs> we got the configuration of the teachers and the children. It was tough. And I got home that night and, you know, you, you hold your own kids close. But it just teaches you to love everybody around you in such a different way. They have such great patience with people because you can't know what that next moment is going to hold. I really do love the American spirit. I love the human spirit. I can't meet enough great people. And I'm really glad I've gotten to spend some time with you. Your son is in the audience with us. Thank I you. can tell you're a great dad. <laughs> I, um, it, it, that comes from my wife. Um, she made it clear to me, if we're going to have kids, you're going to have to be serious. And, and, and I love her. <laughs> She's great. So we waited. What were you like before? If this is we serious, we waited seven years to have the first child, and uh, I kept coming to my wife, and she said, "You're not mature enough. You're not mature enough." <laughs> so we had the first child, and I behaved, and I was a good daddy, uh, and I kept going to her again and saying, "When are we ready?" She's not ready. I'll let you know when. And it took us seven years her. later. She's but she terrific. made it very clear to me that parenting was very seriously, and I do do take it very seriously. It's our one legacy. Of the, one of these days I'm going to do a week or a week's worth of shows on parenting because I think it's so important. Oh yeah. You want to come on that time? I would love it. I would love it. And I know you have a lot of nuggets. To, you're very modest. I love that about you. <laughs> you play like you're, you know, oh, I'm this one. But you are. Look at you. You're blushing. Look, I am. Um, <laughs> you, well, I'm a recluse by nature, and to be on the I air is insane. It's, uh, you know, I, yeah, I have no friends. I've, actually, I have two friends. Well, you have three now. Yeah, yeah, do I? Okay, that's yeah. good to hear. But I am an acquired taste, I always figured. Well, I was we acquired, all are. And I, as I said, in order for me to have friends, I had to make my own, and that's why I had two children. Aww. And we became very close. You play Is, golf, speaking of that? Do you do no, my husband plays religiously. He's, Good always, for he's him. been playing since he was like nine. Is he's he showing from Arizona. the girls? Oh, yeah. Girls. In fact, my eight year old has quite the swing. Well, there yeah. you go. Yeah. That golf She's changed, taken some lessons. She's into it. changed my life. Really? Yeah, because I always thought it was for old people, and I started playing when I was 40 years old. And all of a sudden, I'm competing with my children. I'm competing like I was 18 years old again. Really? And, and what sports do you get up in the morning, you shave, you shower, put on nice clothes to go be in the most beautiful places in the world, like you said, Arizona or yeah. wherever? It's a great sport. You should do it. What do yeah. you do for me time? I'll, I'm going to let you off the hook. I do yoga. Um, That's <laughs> I, work. No, actually, it's not. When you hold a pose, it's the, you cannot hold two poses in your head at once. You get to empty your head. <laughs> I'm laughing. I don't believe and I this love yoga it. nonsense. And you know what? I know you say me time, but me time for me is mommy time. I nope. play Barbies with nope. my girls. No. Nope. And I nope. love it. No. Nope. I love it. That's nope. not me time? No. Nope. All right. Spa is a verb. Okay. And uh, Very girly. <laughs> no, it is. I recently was at a wedding. Uh, Megan McCain, Senator McCain's daughter, and I are very mm -hmm. good friends. She was on the show with me on Fox for a while. Now she's moved on. But I went to her wedding in November in Sedona, Arizona, and we stayed at a place called Enchantment. And Mark, spa was a verb. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was great. See, see, I think me time is incredibly important. I'll spend as much time as I can with my children, my family. That's all I spend but my time. But you have to, yeah, but there's you've got to go into that where lane. You, there are things that you just do for yourself. Yep. You know what I just did? Am I boring? No. Is this boring? No. You sure? I'm positive. I'm I must still say here. my last book is this boring, and people told my agents told me not to do it because everyone will review it. Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> no, I I during the holidays when I had some time, I watched Game of Thrones. 
Wow. I watched Game of Thrones. I that is seen not it. a stress reliever. And, and, and you know what the interesting is? It's a great business lesson, which I hope to talk about on the Only on the radio. you would see it this way. That's a great business lesson. And the lesson was, have you watched the series? I don't watch it all the time, but I know six they're lopping years. off heads like I there's money in it. I watched six years worth, and all they're doing is killing each yes, other. Yes, they, they kill yes, each every other. scene. And when it really comes down to it, the primary purpose of their existence is to worry about these zombie-like people called the White Walkers. Nobody's paying attention to them. And that's what business very often is like. People get focused on the wrong stuff. Oh, that's and it catches them by accident. Six years worth of killing each other instead of realizing who their true enemy is or in business what your true goals are. You'd be surprised how people get caught up in all of that. Having said that, I've enjoyed my time with you. You're, well, thank you for having me. Lady. Before I go, do you have a question for me? I already spoke too much. Oh, no, no, but I got to interview you along the way. I, how long have you been doing the show? A year and a half. Keep doing it. Yeah, you think? It's great stuff. So having said that, thank you very much. Thank you for Harris having me. Faulkner Such came a pleasure. On All right, thank Mark you. Weber. Thank you. I feel like this is a rite of passage for life. <laughs> <laughs> Always in fashion. This is Mark Weber from Always in Fashion. I've talked to you before about the Van Usen Flex Collar shirt, the shirt that moves with you when you move, the unbelievably comfortable Flex Collar expandable collar. I have great news from you from Van Usen. They have now expanded from flex collars to entire collection of men's sportswear, pants, knitwear, and, of course, the flex collar dress shirt. If you're a casual Friday company, you still have to look right. You're still in business. You're still competing with everyone else around you. Now you could do it in style and comfort. Pants with stretch fabric and stretch technology that allow you to be comfortable whatever your activities are that day. And all the shirts and all the sportswear that you can now buy under that Flex collection are uniquely you. Great-looking style, great comfort from Van Usen, the Flex collection. This is Mark Weber, and you're listening to Always in Fashion. And right now, I'm about to give you one of my favorite endorsements. I think the best men's shoes out there right now are Aquatalia. I know. I am a men's shoe guy. I care about shoes. Suede is my favorite fabric of all, and Aquatalia has an amazing array of suede shoes and boots. They come in different colors. They look great. Not only that, the leather shoes just have the right styles. Now, I'll tell you what, as I've told you in our show, I'm a very thorough guy. And part of it, I went to Aquatalia's store. And I went and talked to the salespeople. One of the guys in there, I asked him, I said, I'd love those navy blue shoes. And he said outright to me, I wore a version of them last fall, all through the rain, all through the snow, never ruined them. And that's the secret here. Not only are the styles great looking, not only are the shoes exceptional quality that last, you can wear them all the time because they're waterproof, hence the name Aqua Talia. This is a great collection of shoes for men, both in suede and leathers. You can't go wrong, and they're comfortable. Anywhere you go, Aquatalia shoes are going to make you look better. I endorse it wholeheartedly because I know men's shoes. This is Mark Weber saying to you guys out there, buy Aquatalia. Go look for them. You're going to be very happy. Welcome back to Always in Fashion. Here's your host, Mark Weber. This is Mark Weber. This is business on Always in Fashion. 
to never forget that this is a business show. And boy, did I enjoy talking with Harris Faulkner, Fox News host, amazing lady, role model, someone to admire. Jesse, you enjoy that one? I loved it. It was a fantastic, fantastic interview she gave to you. That's great. I enjoyed talking with her. It sounds like two people just hanging out. But I'll tell you what, here's the lesson. Don't ever forget this is a business show. You can't pick your parents, but you're lucky when you have the right ones. And that's what rang most true to me from the beginning to the end. She had the right upbringing. She had the right role models. She had people that she could admire right from the beginning. Now, clearly, she was confident in who she was, and she had a point of view, and she did everything she could to make herself special. And isn't that the lesson that we want to learn here on Always in Fashion? Isn't that what I'm always talking about? We all can be blessed with the greatest people around us, but you're responsible for you. You can make the most of you if you put yourself to it and you decide that I want to do something with myself. I need success. I want success. She provided a great, great conversation and role model. And I hope you all enjoyed that. It was so good. It took us two days to complete it. With that in mind, this is Mark Weber, Jesse Weber saying thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Thank you for joining Mark Weber and Always in Fashion. See you next week.